The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Who's excited to kind of, we've been talking and dancing around this whole, all right, I've got cleaners, I've got me, what do I do? Anyone in the place where like, I kind of want a, how many have ever thought or feel now, if I just had an operations manager that I could pay, you know, 40, 50 grand, my life would be great. I'm looking at you, Spencer. <laughs> all right, a couple, Lindsay's like, that's you, you're the operation. Um, okay, so we're gonna dive into that because we've been talking about that forever, forever. So hopefully you've heard me say, who's heard me say you don't want operation manager, you don't want supervisors, anyone? Okay, once or twice. And I know a lot of you guys have supervisors or things like that. I'm looking at you, general millionaire mastermind. So totally okay. Love you guys, big hugs. The unintended consequence for having managers or supervisors is I'm telling the people being supervised, you're not gonna do a good job. So if Tamara is my cleaner and I'm like, Diana, watch Tamara, that's telling Tamara, oh, well, I guess I can just do a half-ass job, or why, why do, one of you is unnecessary, right? Either Tamara's bad at her job, and why don't I just pay Diana to do the cleaning, or Tamara's good at her job, and why do I need Diana to hold her hand and look after her? The problem is, even if Tamara could be a good cleaner, like Lindsay is very on top of crap, but if I did her job behind her, paid someone else to watch her, do her job for her, she would immediately get half as effective, right? Because there's a, you know, there's a difference between this is my responsibility, I own this, and don't worry, Diana's the real boss, you're just the dummy that I pay to fuss around with stuff like this. So, for those of you that are like, well, I've got supervisors and I'm afraid to fire my supervisors because my cleaners will do a bad job, it's not the supervisor that's the, it's the cleaner, you're handicapping the cleaner, you're not giving them the freedom to do their own thing. Does that make sense so far in terms of the, the psychology of, it's a, it's a chicken and the egg situation, you're like, well, I can't fire my, my supervisors because my cleaners are no good. It could also be said, your cleaners are no good because they have a supervisor, and they're not going to be good as long as you have somebody holding their hand. So as long as there's a backup net, there's a difference between tight roping, you know, a foot above the ground, I could probably do that, I'm not scared, versus a thousand feet. And the only way to do it a thousand feet is to do it a thousand feet. So as long as you guys have the safety net, i.e. a supervisor for your people, they're never going to be good. So it's kind of, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, well, I, I have a supervisor and I need a supervisor. And at some point you gotta rip the band-aid and go, Tiffany, by God, I'm hired to do this job. Either you can do it or you can't. Which is it? You can't. This is where we part friends. You got it? You sure? I'm holding you accountable. I'm paying you for this job. You're gonna get it done right, right? Cool. And that might make Tiffany feel a little uncomfortable. It might, it's probably gonna make me feel really uncomfortable. And guess what? Tiffany might fail. But that's okay, right? The only way, the reason some of you guys that have been around know how we got Tracy was, she said, I could be a mindset coach. Guess what? Everyone thinks they're a mindset coach until you actually have to do it and there's just someone that took a class somewhere. Um, the only way to really know is to put Tracy in front of human beings that need help and let her try and help them. And I did it. And we did it in front of a group and I stood up just like this and said, this is Tracy. She's been doing some things from her. I know her as a human being. I don't know her to be the mindset coach. Go get her. And I sat and watched, and she could have done terrible. I didn't, I mean, I watched, but I didn't really like have anything planned. Like if she did a terrible job, I wasn't gonna like pull her down. It just would have been bad. And everyone would be like, Mike, what are you, what are you doing? And that would have been the cost. Um, but had I held her hand and said, shut up and just watch for six months until I finally put her in front of other humans and said, do a good job, there's no universe she could be great. 
you guys get that there's got to be some risk to, to allow a cleaner to be good? Okay, so when we talk about not having supervisors, the reason, it's not just that they hold you hostage, that they, you have to pay them more money if they quit, now you're the supervisor, it's the fact that you're basically telling all of your cleaners, you don't have to do your job right. Like we have none of that. Um, like Lindsay doesn't supervise Apple and her team, she makes sure they do a good job, not make sure they do a good job, she's there to give them tools. Like my, the thing I'll say on just about every meeting is, do you got what you need, anything you need from me, you're good to go? And then I wander away. I don't be like, all right, well, I'm going to call you and text you and box you and hold your hand and send me a video of you doing like it's mostly, you got it, you good, you need anything from me? And then that's it, I lose interest. And she comes back in a week and either it's done or it's not. But there is no, Mike's going to do anything other than you need me, let me know, I got your back. That's it. So if I was watching and holding your hand or whatever, Tracy and all of your people are human. They're like, well, okay, well, if you're going to do the thinking, I'll just sit here and be the dummy. I'll do exactly what I'm told when I'm told and not one ounce more. So you got to kind of get that. Everyone get that dynamic. So it's not just I want to save you money. It's you can't possibly have people that are, you can't clean your kid's room and expect him to learn how to clean his room. At some time, he's got to clean his room. And it's wildly frustrating to watch him do a poor job and you're like, son of a, I can just do it so fast. Yeah, but that's the price. Or you can be cleaning his room for the rest of his life. So what you're doing with the supervisors and the cleaners is you're cleaning their room for the rest of their lives and they never get good at cleaning because they never have the chance. Any questions or pushback? How do you get the kids to clean their room better because they just like it? Like Activity. Do a good job. <laughs> but my good is not their good. Their right. good is not my good. So then I come back and I get real specific on, all right, so here's a, we're going to talk about this as well. We talk about, out, Tracy's been hitting it a little bit. We're going to talk about outcomes, not um, tasks. So what we don't want to do is pick that up, put it over there, get this, there's lint here, pick that up, move it over here, do the, the, the. Tiffany, when I come in, and when anyone comes in, this is Tamara's house, sorry, Tammy, Tammy's house. Um, <laughs> she's writing curse words. <laughs> I'll show you Tammy right now. Um, this is Tamara's house. When she walks in, I want her to feel amazing. Can you do that? Yes. Okay, and I'm gonna leave, and I come back. And it doesn't matter if it's my standard of clean, it doesn't matter if your standard of clean, what matters is when Tamara walks in, she's gonna feel amazing. And I can go, all right, look around. Does this, do you think tomorrow or whoever the client is gonna walk in and feel amazing? And if you say yes, and it's not the case, we're gonna to have to go, you're, you're probably not a core values match, right? You're half-assing stuff. You know it's not like a, a secret thing. And if you say no, go, okay, like my kid, he'll, he does the whole like, you gotta eat oatmeal before you get into something good. And he'll eat a third of it and go, is this good? I'm like, I don't know, is there oatmeal in the bowl? Yeah, well then, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, kid. Like, it's a pretty clear, you know, he wants to obscure it and make it sound like it's this very complex thing. But if, I, if you make it like, I don't know, is a homeowner gonna walk in and feel amazing? You know, and if, if my kid was like, you know, I don't understand, no, there's no, you know, if we can't agree on if there's oatmeal in the bowl or not, there's not really a lot we can talk about. So I do believe if you've got the right person, you go, is the homeowner gonna come in and feel great? Is the business owner and the employees gonna walk in and feel loved and supported and amazing? And if they can't get that right, we, we have to part friends. Like, there's, like, I'm not willing to get to that granular of a level of, you know, I, apparently you don't even understand what that looks like. So I, does everyone get, she said, I have a standard, they have a standard, there's a thousand different standards in all people's opinions. We want an outcome. And I think we would all agree, like when we came in, this room looked and felt great. The lighting was good, it smelled good, there was not a bunch of garbage. If, you, if your job was to go look and find some sort of something not perfect, could you find it? I'm sure you could, but that's not the outcome. The outcome isn't for tomorrow's house to be perfect. We don't care about that. She's gonna feel great when she walks in. So I think we could all agree when we came into this room, Terry said the, the windows out there were bad, I didn't notice, but you know, we're just talking about this room. Um, <laughs> I see you, Terry. 
apparently these windows are no good. So again, <laughs> Terry's putting her standard on it, but I'm like, I look out the windows, they look fine. So we want to get away from there's 17 different standards to there's one outcome. And the outcome is when the person paying the bill walks in, are they going to feel good? And if the answer is yes, there's nothing to talk about. If the answer is no, do your job. So when we train them, we just train them, this is how we clean a toilet, but we're really asking, but that's it. We don't tell them each specific thing. We just say we want them to feel great, but we might need to train them on how to clean a couple things, but the outcome. Yeah, so let's, let me get into the, because you're going to notice with the people, and I'm not saying I don't want to answer your question. I'm, I'm thinking I will, and if I don't, bring it up again, so I'm not trying to dodge it, but we're going to talk all outcomes and then some suggestions on tasks. Okay. So Lindsay, her outcome is customer high we've decided as customer happiness manager to know if you guys are happy, you keep staying here. If you say you're happy and leave, you're probably not that happy. <laughs> if you say you're miserable but stay, you're probably not that miserable. So, because we could do tasks, we could ask questions, we could do surveys, but there might be all sorts of weird, you know, you can't, it's hard to get the signal from the noise. But if we just look at turnover, it's a really good indicator, you know, people vote with their feet and their dollars and their butts. The fact that you're here, you think there's value. If you stop being here, no matter how, <laughs> no matter what you say, you're not getting value, right? So, very clear, that's the outcome, and that's all the core values, which are the rules, and you'll see that as we go. Those are non-negotiable, and the outcome's non-negotiable. I give Lindsay some ideas of ways I'd do it. Nine times out of 10, her ideas are better than mine. And, but it doesn't matter, even if I think, that's stupid, that will never work. Her pay and her job and everything's dependent on that. So I can't be like, do it my way, but get that result. I might say, you gotta get that result, you gotta follow core values, that's non-negotiable. Here's some ways I would do it, but if I wanted to be successful, same thing why, why you don't supervise your cleaners. If you're like, you have to clean this, you have to do that. I'm like, if the client walks in and they feel amazing, I don't care if I walk in and go, oh, this isn't my clean, it's not my standard, it's not perfect, it's not whatever, that's not the goal. Tracy and Suzanne do stuff differently than I would. Are they better or worse? I don't know. Do they get you guys results? Hell yeah, that's all I care about. So whether I'm like, well, that's not how I would do it, it doesn't matter how I would do it, as long as you guys are going, my life's getting changed, we're square. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so we definitely want to get the standard to be outcome. So that's a perfect example of my standard, your standard, his standard. It's all subjective versus outcome. Either the bowl is empty of oatmeal or it ain't. Like that's pretty clear. Either the client feels good and is happy. And no offense, if I owned a cleaning company and I walked in and the house was, in my opinion, filthy, but you were wildly happy and you and your family had time together and were just so ecstatic, I don't really give a crap about the clean, right? Yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll keep talking, but that was a great question. I'll. Uh, Take that, I suppose. All right. Any other questions on why supervisors are going to defeat your purpose? Everyone square? Okay. Cool. So seven owners or seven um, positions, and these aren't what all of you guys need. This is the most you'll ever need. First and foremost is going to. And we're starting with the most important, the first hire. Um, we're going to start with the one that we usually forget. <laughs> this is called the owner. You may have met. Really important. Um, so each of these we have rules, outcomes. Expected time investment, compensation, and guidelines. So I'll say it again. Rules, and those are going to be the same rules for everybody. Any guess what the rules are going to be? Jason says core values. He's exactly right. So the rules for each of these positions are just copying and pasting the core values. They're always the same rules for everybody, right? When I'm in the business, I always have to act under the rules of the business. If Natalie interacts with the business, even if she has different core values, she either doesn't get to interact or she has to follow the core values when she's here. So the core values, you're going to copy and paste. So there's always first, you put job description, owner. Second is rules. It's just your core values, copied and pasted. Third is going to be outcomes. Fourth is going to be expected time investment, compensation, guidelines. Everybody get all that? 
because that's gonna be the exact same for all the positions. All right, rules are always gonna be the core values. Outcomes for the owner. Any guess? What would the outcomes be for the owner? Profit. Yes, a thousand percent yes. Um, good, so owner, the way I've got, make sure the company revenue and profit hit their goals. That's it, and the rules are followed, right? The rules are the core values. Um, as you get larger, you might kind of have a vision or what uh, Vern Harnish calls BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, that, that could overlay your profits. But at the beginning, most of the time, if you do have a big, hairy, audacious goal, unless you hit your profits, then it's not gonna happen. So the profits are always the big one. And then if you get like, we wanna change as many lives or help this many people, or you can always overlay a BHAG. But at the very, the very minimum is outcomes are 20% profit and whatever revenue you need to make the profit. Everyone cool on the outcome for the owner? Easy peasy. Okay, expected time investment. Um, I've got zero to 30 hours a week, depending on the stage of business and the goals. Um, if you guys notice, there's some millionaire masterminds not here. Dayton, Daisy, if you don't know her, you should. She's amazing. She's in the Philippines for, I don't know, a month, six weeks? Six weeks? I don't know. It kind of varies when you ask her in what day and how she's feeling, so we'll call it six weeks. Um, so I think her time investment is gonna be zero to two hours a week, I don't know, maybe. I tried to talk Jason and Kim into like, well, you guys work about five hours a week each, right? He's like, well, hold on, slow your roll, boss. He's like, no, not even close. He was offended that I would infer that he and his wife combined to work 10 hours a week. So, and they've got a big company. So that 30 hours really should be the top end. If your business is running right, commercial or residential, that five to 15 hours a week working on your business of focused hours is really all you need. Right? So if you want to work 30 or 40 or 50 or 60, you can, but typically what happens is the quality of work declines and you just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work more. So for owner, you pick, but I would go kind of zero to 10 if you're in maintenance mode and uh, 20 or 30 if you're in growth mode. Um, compensation, anyone guess? 20% of the net profit. That's exactly right, Christina. Um, all right. So here are the guidelines for owner. Build an amazing culture by being the best example of living your core values. So when people go, I've got my core values and I put it on my business card and we have a sign ordered and it's now on the email signature, that's all fine. I don't think we have any of those things. We don't have an office, so there's no core values. We don't have business cards, so they're not there. They're not on my email signature. But hopefully, every time you interact with one of us and we go, do you have fun? Do you feel like you're gonna make more money? Did you feel like everyone was real with one another? And you really feel like we all as a community care about helping out? You go, yeah, I feel that. Good, that's what we're gonna do. So be an amazing, uh, build an amazing culture by being the best example of your core values. So you can, I could scream at Tracy or Lindsay or Callum to be, have fun, make money, be real, help out, but if I don't demonstrate it, it's worthless. If I demonstrate it and never ask them to do it, it'll have such, a, such an impact. Um, track key metrics to ensure goals are being met. Take action when they're not. So that looks like at the beginning of the month, P&L review, leads, bid, sales, applicants, interview starts. Those are the key metrics. If you track them once a month and everything, the 20% profit's going, you feel the core value's good, that could be the whole tracking you do for the whole month. When something's not right, and we're gonna go over that tomorrow, we'll, we kind of dive deeper into the next step. Um, and then have the weekly, uh, another guideline to do that is the uh, healthy meeting flow. Weekly meetings, monthly parties, quarterly reviews. So feel free to write that down if you want. Weekly meetings, monthly parties, quarterly reviews. So the good news about that is it sounds like a bit of a work, but that's literally it. If you do the weekly meetings, monthly parties, and quarterly reviews, there's not a lot of additional, I gotta hold hands and meet everybody else, and blah, 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 that's it. So the weekly meetings, if you're in town, I would do them live. Uh, ours are conducted virtually, because we're all over the world. 
Um, except for now, Jared's the only one we don't have. We should do a weekly meeting. Um, so weekly meetings conduct live unless uh, you're, you're not in town, then do them virtually. And those are core values talk, try to keep the admin you know, 10, 20 minutes, and just give everyone encouragement. The monthly parties are all fun. There's no work in those. And then the quarterly reviews are giving everybody individual feedback, and we talk about how to do that in step nine. So that's, those are the guidelines to the outcomes. But as long as you're making 20% profit, um, and you're following the rules of your core values, that's really it. So the guidelines are just, if you're not doing it, here's what you do. If you are making those, that kind of result, don't even worry about the guidelines. Hey, new friend, love that you are here. If you want more Cleaning Nation, more us, you can check us out on YouTube. Similar content, you just get to see each other. It's totally free. Or if you want to say, hey, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, join our free Facebook group. We love hearing from you, Cleaning Nation. That's what makes it magic. Jump on, we'll see you there. Next is cleaner. Most of you guys, and we're kind of going in order of what you'll typically hire. So you're the first one, uh, and the first one, you might be all of these things. Um, when you're gonna, when you're like, when do I know when to hire them? When you have money and you're done doing it, right? So cleaner should happen pretty quick because you should have money if you're doing it the way we teach you, and you shouldn't like cleaning. Um, so what are the rules for the cleaners? Core values. All right, somebody's paying attention. All right, outcomes. Clean each and every building on your schedule in the time frame given so the client walks in and feels amazing. See how that's such an easy outcome? Clean each and every building on your schedule in the time frame given so the, walk, the client walks in and feels amazing. So the beautiful thing is if, who am I gonna pick on? I'll pick on uh, Leonard because I like Leonard and I haven't seen him. Um, if that's the outcome and Jason is the building and he complains, when I go to Leonard, how many of you have gone to a customer with, gone to a teammate with customer feedback that was negative and had the, the, the teammate argue with you. Jason's a jerk, he's a the, 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 the. Anyone ever have that? Just me? Okay, just me in April, that's it. Maybe <laughs> Melissa. So that's because we don't have a clear outcome. We thought he had his standard of what clean is, Tiffany. I had my standard and now he and I are arguing about standards. But if the standard from the beginning is Jason's gotta be happy, now what is Leonard gonna say? That was, that, that's the job, you had one job and that was it. Um, my wife and I have an agreement. Who gets to vote if I'm a good husband? Does Tiffany get a vote? Do I get a vote? Does I? No, none of us. My wife. If she says I'm a good husband, I'm a good husband. If she says I'm a bad husband, that's it. I don't get a vote. Works the other way too, right? <laughs> so same thing, when it comes to our clients, if April's a client and she doesn't have a smile on her face, I'm not gonna have a bunch of argument with Melissa over if she did a good job or not because the standard, the outcome is for, for April to be happy. Now I, my job as a culture is have fun, make money, be real, and help out. If April's a complete psychopath and complains about everything, I might have to say, hey, you're not a good fit as a whatever, but to Melissa and I, the, the standard is always a smile on their face, happiness. Everyone get that standard, the outcome? Outcome is client is happy, that's it. I don't even care if it's a shitty cleaning job. <laughs> if, they're, if they're happy, I'm happy, okay. So um, outcome, clean each and every house uh, and building or building on your schedule in the time given so the client walks and feels amazing at least X amount of positive reviews with no more than Y negative reviews. And again, that's really just a subset of the first, right? If every client is feeling amazing, you won't get any negative reviews. The only way you get a negative review is if a client is feeling negative. Um, and then three, contribute to the hiring and training of other core values matched cleaners. Hiring and training. So when, they, when you go, is there, um, like perfect example, part of what the millionaire masterminds do, you guys think it's for your benefit, it's really for their benefit, is they give you guys coaching. Because I know how much better, I, I could only get so good as a business owner when I had mastermind groups. When I started coaching, I got exponentially better. So for them to get better, they're so good, they have to almost coach someone else and help someone else for them to get that result. 
everyone understand what, and what happens typically when I talk to people about the, the hiring funnel is who's doing your first interview? And be like, I've got one employee that's a this or a that, and they're super special, and they're the only one I trust. We want everybody doing your first interview. If they're an employee and you're like, I don't trust them to do an interview, we, something's wrong with the employee. Same thing, if I don't trust April to go clean, so I put Stephanie in charge, I'm, it's like I got cancer, I'm putting a Band-Aid on them. I don't understand the real problem. The problem is April's not a qualified cleaner, and I've allowed her in. And then now Melissa looks at this situation and goes, oh, Stephanie's the real cleaner, I just kind of futz around and get paid. But as soon as I take out Stephanie, April's either gonna do her job, people are gonna walk in and feel great, or she's not. If she doesn't, she's gotta go. And then Melissa goes, oh, they're serious about this. But when I let April half-ass it or go, it's okay, I'll pay you to do it, or the lovely Stephanie is like, my sister's doing, or sister-in-law is doing an iffy job and we let them stay, Tracy now looks and goes, oh, these are all suggestions. Nobody holds anybody accountable at any results. Does that make sense? I'm only talking to you because you wrote on your thing that you're quiet and you want people to talk to you. So make sure everyone does that as well. All right, any questions on the cleaner? Make sure everyone's happy. That would include positive reviews with no more than Y amount of negative reviews and positive always has to be higher, right? If they get one negative review, they damn well better have two or three positives. Um, and then contribute to hiring and training other core values uh, and match cleaners. Expect a time investment, anyone, for a cleaner? I have 10 to 20 hours a week, 25 is high, high end, 10 is a little on the thin side. So that, yeah, 10 to 20 hours a week is perfect. Compensation, we go over that completely, um, you know, X amount per hour, 10% above average pay, up to 15% you know, bonus, that's all, we don't have to go over that. Um, so, guidelines are the last things. So we start with that, every time we start with the rules, because everyone follows the core values, then we get the outcomes. So it's just like Monopoly, if, if I, you know, I want to play Monopoly with Renee and she doesn't know how to play, the first thing I'm going to do is explain the goal. Well, you've got to, you know, at the end, when one of us, when you have all the money, I have none, you win. If I have all the money, you, you know, you win. That's how it goes. Then she's gonna go, great, what are the rules? So that's exactly what we're doing. The title, cleaner, tells them what the thing is. The rules are the, uh, the rules we play by and the outcomes are what they gotta get done. So that's why we start with them. And then compensation obviously is the money. Guidelines are just at the end. So say I gave her the outcome, you wanna take all my money, I wanna take all of yours, I get the rules, if you roll doubles, you know, you can, you can buy properties, I give her all the rules. Um, then I'm gonna go to, there's no compensation because we're playing for free. Then I'm gonna go for guidelines. Just so you know, you're probably gonna to wanna to buy a lot of properties. That's, you know, I might give her some ideas. But at the end of the day, she's gonna play her game the way she wants to play. She can ignore my guidelines. So the guidelines, we wanna spend very little time on. We usually reverse it. We give all the guidelines. Do exactly this, do it exactly this way. We wanna reverse it and just go, here's the outcome. Everyone that you clean for should be done in the right amount of time. They should walk and feel amazing. That's the outcome. Now here's some guidelines to help make your job easier. But the outcome is happy people, you help train other people. So here's the guidelines. Um, clock in and out properly so you get paid. I'm not gonna argue with anybody. If um, Anna doesn't wanna clock in and out, I will pay her on the hours that she clocked in or out. And then she comes to me and goes, hey, I worked 40 hours, I worked 20 hours, you only paid me for none. I'm like, I paid you for all the hours that you claimed. But notice I don't go chasing her. Anna, you didn't clock in, you forgot to clock out, I don't know what to do. I just pay her assuming to her terrible job and if she'd like to get paid properly, she'll come to me. If not, problem solved. Um, so that would be a guideline. All right, bonus cleaning activities. Rag cleaning rock stars. So clean all rags and bring them to the weekly meetings for a flat amount per month, right? So if, obviously everyone doesn't, I shouldn't say obviously, I don't need everyone doing all of their own rags, it's just too, too complex. I might, Melissa's like, I want an extra 200 bucks and I don't mind doing laundry. It would now be her job or maybe if I've got a team of 10 or 20, I might have two or three rag cleaners that do it. So it's just gonna be flat fee, it's just extra, it has nothing, it's just a flat fee, they do it, that's it, easy peasy. Um, floater, these are if they're not fit for a regular cleaner, but they're available for backup, 
Um, so say Jason's on my team and he's great and I love him. He's like, oh, Mike, I'm getting a job or I'm doing something different. I love being here. It's just the hours that we had before don't work. Um, I could be like, hey, do you want to be a floater where I can call him? Um, and the only magic to the floaters, they obviously have to do the same job as a cleaner, but their availability is different. So they are available 100% of the time. So like a cleaner might have a certain amount of excused or unexcused absences he can have. The floater doesn't get that, right? And you pay two ways. I personally would probably give a couple hundred bucks at the end of the month, plus whatever the regular pay is. So I give Jason 200 bucks at the end of the month. And if I call him no times, he just gets 200 bucks. Good job. If I call him six times, he has to, to clean, he gets paid the regular cleaning wage, and he has to show up six of those six times. Zero, I don't show up. And then he gets the 200 bucks plus whatever a cleaner would get paid. Another way to do it is if my average cleaner gets paid 15 bucks, Jason gets paid 25 bucks an hour. Um, but he has to show up 100% of the time. As, sooner, as soon as a floater misses, they're no longer floaters. Ex exception being if Tiffany's a floater and she's like, in the third week of December, I'm going to travel with my family. I won't be available that week. We're square with that. But if we don't have that and I call her as an emergency, she's like, oh, I can't. I'm like, well, then <laughs> the one job of the floater is to be available all the time. If you don't, and we pay extra for that. And if you're not willing or able to do that, totally fine. You just can't be a floater. So that would be a bonus activities would be the rag cleaning and the floater. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can, as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.